0: appreciate that because, you know, it's like if you're leading and nobody's following, you're just taking a walk. But when singers are singing and you got your hands up, they know that they're fulfilling their, their purpose, and that is to lead us into his presence. And in his presence there is, and there is pleasures for evermore. On another note, I am so glad that I don't have to preach to a bunch of folks that would lose a ball game today. Y'all would have not been happy. I am so glad. God let them win just because I was preaching. So if you have me preach every weekend, the LSU plays, just kidding. But uh, I know you're happy about that. I would be too. So now we got that out of the way. Uh, Don't forget tomorrow, tomorrow. Somebody say tomorrow. Tomorrow is sow a seed for your need. Sow a seed for your need. Offering tomorrow is going to be different. I don't know how that I want to do that yet. I'll talk to pastor if he'll let me just kind of whatever we feel. But I don't want it to be something we just pull out of a pocket or pull out of a purse or stuff in an envelope and just, here it is, you know. It ought to be something that I believe. Thank you that tremendous way you presented offering tonight. We give to God because we love. We give to God because that's our way of worship. Right. Amen. But I just felt that, I, and I told those that were here last night, I felt to just say it that way, that we're going to tomorrow sow. I'm going to sow some money in this church tomorrow because I, I have some needs, and I believe God will meet those needs, and I believe in this church, and I know you believe in this church. That's why. You pay your tithe and give your offerings the way that you so, And your building is just so wonderful. I know you got to be proud of all this. Wow, just, I love to walk into church and smell new carpet. just, it just It's like new cars. Wow, don't you just like, I bought a, a, a new car years ago and I told a church I was preaching and I said, boy, I love new cars, but it's been a while. So a guy came and brought me a bottle of new car smell. I think he got it at Walmart, so I'd get in the car. Before I get in, I'd spray it, i go, wow, I got me a brand new car. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? What are you smiling at? I know it's crazy, but thank God for a beautiful church, for your giving and contribution, so much you've given, you've given to the Lord. We thank you for that. Our guest, thank you. I want to thank this church for being faithful. I told Pastor last night, I said, I count people. I'm a per- people person. I'm a numbers person. I counted how many were here tonight. I counted how many were here last night. I'll count how many here is tomorrow because I like to count. And I said, Pastor, anytime you can get this percentage of people on a Friday night and a Saturday night, you're above average because most churches on weeknights, whether it's Friday night or Saturday or Monday and Tuesday, which I run my revivals, you're you're blessed if you get 50% of your church on an off night, 50%. So this church... If if that was the rule of thumb, and most time is, you should have about 75 to 80 people here. That's about 125 or 130 at least here tonight. That's way above average. I think you ought to give yourself a hand for that. Thanks for being here. On the screen, Acts chapter 3 and verse number 1. Acts chapter 3 and verse number 1, and you're hearing Now, Peter and John were going up to the temple at the time for prayer at 3 o'clock in the afternoon. And a man, lame from birth, was being carried up who was placed at the temple gate called the Beautiful Gate every day so he could beg for money from those who were going into the temple courts. Can you imagine? Reduced to a simple beggar every day somebody carried him there how demoralizing would that be if you had to resort to stand outside a Walmart with a cup in your hand begging for people to bless you Peter and John about to go into the tip of court saw him and he asked them for money Peter looked directly at him as did John and said look on us So the lame man paid attention to them expecting to receive something from them. Somebody say expecting to receive. He looked on them expecting to receive. But Peter said, I have no silver, I have no gold, but what I do have I give you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Stand up and walk. Then Peter took him by the hand right hand and raised him up and at once the man's feet and ankles were made strong and he jumped up, stood and began walking around and he entered the temple courts with them walking and leaping and praising God. Father, I thank you for that which you are going to perform tonight, which you're helping us to see you do. Thank you for everyone that has felt the inspiration of you these last few services. Families that have felt restoration. People who have taken off the garments of weakness and frailty and put on garments of strength and garments of praise. Thank you tonight for everyone that's here. Everyone that doesn't even know much about Jesus. They don't even know about your blood. They don't know about the power of your name. They don't know they can receive your spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues. Thank you for the revelatory presence of you that will unveil to them who you are. Let there be such a dynamic presence of you that emanates from people's praise even during this this message that will cause people to bow before you and know that there's only one true God and your name is Jesus. We thank you for the results, the sign, the wonders. In Jesus' name, would you mind clapping your hands? I want somebody to get revelation tonight. Come on, can can you ask God, let somebody get revelation of who God is tonight. How wonderful he is, how powerful that he is. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, thank you, Pastor, for the wonderful day. You may be seated. You and, 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 and your wife, thank you all so much for that. You can never rise any higher than what your thoughts allow you. Anybody ever try to contain your thoughts, say Amen. Well, you all just speak what you want. No one you stay in trouble with your wife all the time, your husband, your kids. The Bible says that we need to bring our thoughts. We need to bring our thoughts under subjection. Under the obedience of Christ. We need to control our thoughts. Anybody ever have a bad thought? Say amen. amen. Well, you're more honest than I thought you would be. That's somehow we have to let God through our obedience and submission to him, help us to control our thoughts. It's amazing how the enemy will try to probe your mind and bring you into a pool of misery and misguide you so that you cannot think on those things that are pure and think on those things that are right and think on those things that are holy. I believe it was Zig Ziglar and, and he was a tremendous motivator but he he called it stinking thinking. Stinking thinking. There's a lot of people who have stinking thinking. If you would ask them, if we would take a survey of people coming in tonight and we would ask you, what do you think God is going to do tonight? I wonder what kind of a response we would got from the crowd. I wonder if we would have asked the young man in the pink shirt and the black and gray sweater vest yeah that be you you didn't did you dress yourself or somebody i have no idea but if we would ask you tonight when you walked in the door you see we i'm talking about the miracle in expectation the miracle is an expectation we have to get ourselves when we start expecting something from god The enemy wants you to be melancholy. He wants you to just be aloof. The enemy doesn't want you to pursue something from God. He would like for you just to waltz in here and walk out of here and say, wow, we had a good service. But that does nothing for the thing that God wants to provide for your life. And if you do not allow yourself to bring your thoughts into an expectation mode, you will never receive anything from God whatsoever. You'll live the same way and get the same things. But God is trying to help us and tell us, I've got some things I'd like to provide for you. Now, if you don't need anything from God and you're blessed beyond measure, you can get some money from me and I'll feed you a Taco Bell and you can leave right now. If you don't need anything from God, if your life is so blessed and your finances are so full and you don't need anything. But somewhere, I want to get people, Pastor, when they walk in the house of God, when they wake up in the morning, there's an expectation that God is going to do something. You will never get anything from God unless you expect God to bless you. The enemy wants you to live in the normal. He wants you to live in the casual. He wants you to simply let somebody else create your world for you. You've got to be careful what you let into your life and who you let speak into your life. Everybody's not going to believe you for what God is going to do for you according to what you say. If we, would, if we would tonight take a survey of people who really know that God is going to do something for them, there would be some people that said, there's no way that can happen. I'm going to raise your expectation level tonight to say God can do anything, and I am believing that God is going to perform that in my life. Would somebody clap your hands and say amen? That God is going to do something in my life. You have to dare to believe. You know we we take a lot of risk except when it comes to faith. We are so tedious. When it comes to faith. Because we don't want to step out on something we don't understand. We don't want to grab something that we don't know if it's going to work or not. That's why we don't do any more for God than we do. is because we're not sure God's really going to help us. And so it's like I'm not going to trust God. Because what if I'm disappointed? What if I trust God and it doesn't work? What if I give and God doesn't allow it to come back? What if I stretch myself and believe God and he doesn't make it happen? But how often? Do we let miracles pass us by because of our lack of great expectation? Somewhere we've got to understand that miracles are in great expectation. And God can only grow what you sow. If you don't sow anything on the, in the ground, you're never going to reap a harvest. If you don't plant seed, how are you ever going to get a crop? But some people don't do that. That's why I don't know how many people in this church. I know you're all great people, and, and I understand that everybody's got wings and you got them covered up with the clothes you got on. I, I understand, but that I pastored people before who weren't all angels and they were just kind of not angels. And you can you decide beside yourself what they were, but they 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 were problems. And there were people who always had to have a shoulder, always had to have a prop. There were some people who were not self-motivators. They they never knew how to get up and get with it. It was as soon as they saw trouble. Pastor, I need some help. You know, I've always said, if you needed help and we give it to you, what do we do when we need help? Who do we go to? Hello? But the pastor's always got to be on top. The pastor's always got to have faith. And the man of God's always got to come to the pulpit with a fresh word. And he can't act discouraged. He can't act. The preacher's wife gets to see it all. The preacher's kids get to see it all. They get to see him, you know, when he's not as good as he is. But, man, the pulpit. And you got the shoe sign. You got the teeth brushed. You got your pants the pants signed. You got the shirt on. You got your ears cleaned out. You got the hairs pulled out of them. And, and man, you're just ready to have some church. But somewhere the people have got to get some expectation in their life. So if I would ask you tonight, who walked in this building knowing that God was going to perform something tonight? I wonder how many walked in those double doors and said, I know God is going to do something miraculous. I just feed it in my spirit. Or did we just walk in here tonight and say, well, it's Saturday night church. You know, we got revival. Brother Holland's going to be there. But do we really believe that God is going to transform a life, that God's going to turn something around for you or somebody else, or God's going to get in your spirit and make everything better? we got to have the miracle is an expectation. And when that blind man, he sat, the lame man, he sat there and he sat there. Honey, I wonder how long have we been sitting in some things that we need to get out of. How many places... Have you allowed yourself to finally just sit down and say, there's nothing ever going to change. I just think I'm going to sit here. I'm just going to not do nothing. I don't care who's preaching. I don't care what. It doesn't matter who's singing. I'm just preaching. You better just be glad I'm in the church because I'm just just here, and you ought to be thankful that I'm here, and you live in a sitting position, and somewhere the devil wants to keep you down, and he wants to keep you bound, And he wants to keep you where you don't have any faith whatsoever. He doesn't want you being able to get back up. He doesn't want you understanding that the miracles are for anything. And there's some of you tonight, you're down. It's obvious. You're down. It's on your visage. It's by it's it's in your system. It's 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 in your your being and everything you do, you can tell that there's no expectancy and no urgency that God, I thank you. I know you're gonna bless me. I wonder if you walked in church tonight and you knew God was gonna heal you, how would you be acting right now? If you knew. That God was gonna raise your level of finances in the next few weeks because you had the faith to believe it. How would we be acting? But we, uh, I'm gonna try to help you tonight we don't have that expectation it's like well you know it's been that way for so long i'm just gonna sit here i'm just gonna keep begging and so you stick your cup out i think somewhere tonight we gotta get rid of our cup because what god's gonna bless us with is not gonna fit in a cup because he said i want to have a blessing that's running over and over my cup can run over but it's in great expectation. We have to be careful when we lose our sense of expectation. Churches can get in such a rut and in such a spell that they don't expect God to do something. I don't want grace, church. You have no idea. I told Pastor last night we were kidding around, and he is becoming one of my good, good, close friends in life. And the Murphys, that the commitment they have to God and the passion they have for God, I preach all over this world, and I don't see what I see in your pastor all the time. If you ever knew somebody loves you, he loves you. If you ever knew anybody that will go to bat for you against hell, he'll go to bat for you. If you know anybody that'll stand by you when everybody else lets you down, these two people will always be for you. They'll not criticize you. They won't condemn you. They won't damn you. They won't leave you alone. You ought to be glad. Every once in a while, you ought to go up and hug her if you're a lady and hug him if you're a man and say, Pastor, thank you for loving me when I don't even love myself. Thank you for helping me when everybody else kicked me down and stomped me. Thank you for giving yourself to me. But somewhere this expectation in us In Pentecostals and everybody alike. It's like church is just something that we do a couple of times a week, but it's not something that we are. It's not built up in our spirit. We can walk in church, but I wonder how many of you are down in something and you have let yourself just idle where you are and there's nothing that you've got in your spirit right now that says, I know God's going to do it. I got faith and I walk in that church tonight that while he's preaching the word of God, something's going to come on me and that thing that's in me is going to leave and that headache is going to be gone and that sinus infection that's coming back every once in a while. I'm never going to have another sinus headache. I'm never going to wake up with back trouble. I'm going to wake up and my leg's not going to have pain in it. Honey, there's got to be some miracle in expectation, but you've got to start believing. I'm trading my cup in for my healing. I'm trading my cup in for my deliverance. I don't want to beg the rest of my life. I don't want to come to church and beg for the Holy Ghost and beg for my family. I don't want to beg for a blessing. I don't want to beg for renewal of the Holy Ghost. I don't want to beg for a wife. I don't want to beg for a husband. I don't want to beg for my mom and dad to be in the church. I want to turn my cup in for the great expectation. Look at somebody say, quit your begging. Quit your begging. Quit your begging. God, and and, and, and the sister pastor here, she is the sister pastor. I didn't say sister. I said sister pastor. I know her name's Murphy, but I call her sister pastor. Wasn't that funny, Kathy? That's funny. You can laugh. That's good. you about a half smile, but you didn't give me a good smile. That's just a half like that. But you've got to believe that God, there is something right now, folks, right now in the Holy Ghost that's moving. Right now. Some hearts are being turned and churned by the Spirit. Right now, God is trying to get you out of where you are and say, get up from where you are. Get out of the mindset that you're in. Quit feeling like you're always going to be poor. Quit feeling like you're going to always have to have medication for what's going on in your life. Quit feeling that somebody always steps ahead of you when the angel touches the water. Quit feeling like that you're the third, that you're a fifth wheel. Quit feeling like you have no part in the kingdom of God. Quit your feeling. Get this mind to believe that God's about to bless me, that I'm going to walk in church, and I'm not going to drag myself. Come on, baby baby. You ain't going to walk in. I'm going to get five people. By the time I leave tomorrow afternoon, there's going to be five people that's going to walk in here, every service pastor and say, I'm expecting a miracle. I'm expecting a miracle. You're going to wake up in the morning. I'm expecting a miracle. God's about to turn my family. I'm about to walk into a miracle. I'm about to step into some deliverance. And that's what happens when you start believing. When you start believing, we're so glad y'all are here. Thank you for coming. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. We're glad you're here. But it's this expectation business. How many like Christmas? Lift your hand. We like it because we get gifts, but we sometimes don't like to buy gifts. Hello. That's a common among us. But I don't know about you, but when I was a kid, and that hasn't been that many years ago, 75 or 80, we're glad you're here. God bless God bless. But somewhere we get this expectation. Christmas. You don't like Christmas? Yeah, I can tell you do. You got that smile, baby? Wow. Yeah, you do too. Oh, you write me a love note? No. But there's something about expecting. An expectant mother. How many remember your first child? Did you? Can you I remember when our first child came. Chris, you can remember when Noah, that that expectation. Can you imagine when they first told y'all that you're going to have a child? Remember that? Oh, my God. The excitement, God. And it, it just seemed like it would never get here. But day after day, you kept believing. You'd buy something, and you'd see something. You'd paint this, and you'd buy that, and, and you'd do that, and you'd dream this, and you get the book. It was expectation. And friend, there's been things God's done for us that causes us to have expectation. But if you lose your expectation, then honey, you're never going to give birth to anything else. If you don't become expected, there's a miracle trying to be birthed in a lot of people in this church tonight. But you've lost your expectation. You don't believe God's going to help you. You believe it's just going to run its course. I'm never going to get out of this. I'm always going to feel this way. The doctor said I'll always have this. My mother said you're going to die with that. But I'm trying to get somebody in this building to raise yourself up in just a moment. And said there's my cup. I don't need it anymore. I'm getting ready to walk into something I've never walked into in my life. I'm about to walk into some power that I've never felt in my life life. I'm about to walk into his presence like I've never walked in my life. I'm about to have a deluge of the holy. Can I get anybody here tonight that really desires to walk? Can you imagine what he felt? I don't know about you, but I see everybody else get blessed. It makes me want to get blessed. When I hear about God giving somebody financial miracles, it puts an appetite insatiably within my spirit to say, God, if you can bless them, you're going to bless me. And that's why a church has got to constantly have, constantly have revival and constantly have miracles so it creates a spirit of expectation in your life. So how many... How many walked in tonight? I know a few of you did, but don't raise your hand. I just want to get you to think a moment. How many walked in those doors tonight with a real, genuine expectation that God was going to do something for you tonight? I mean, you walked in to say, God, I've got to have you tonight. Lord, my world is upside down. I don't even know what I believe anymore. I don't even know who I believe anymore. I don't know who I'm going to trust. I don't know how we're going to get through some things. And if you don't start expecting God to help you, look at somebody and say, God wants to help you. God wants to help you. God wants to help you. I can't tell you how proud I am of you. And the changes I've watched Friday night, Saturday night, Sunday, Friday, Saturday, and then t- uh, tonight, I've watched you. Wow. Well, if the devil could have, hon, he would have stopped, raped, ravaged, destroyed everything in you if he could have. But you wouldn't let him. Every one of us have things in our life that should have destroyed us. There's some of you that need to thank God that you made it. Some of you have been bittered. You've been hurt. Some of you have been misled. Some of you have lost trust. Some of you have been sick for a long time. Some of you have trusted and it didn't work out. And that can bring a disappointment in your life because it didn't work out. But I want to thank God, Sister Murphy, for everybody in this building that decided I can do this. Somebody say, I can do this. Somebody say, I can do this. I can, I can come out of it. I can make this. I know it's against me. I can do this. I know nobody believes in me, but I know one that believes in me. I know God is for me, and if God is for me, it doesn't matter who's against me. I can do this. I can get up. I can make it. I can make it. I don't know how long I would have sat there. I don't know her for years, years. Now, folks, when I'm sick a day or two, I hate it. A precious sister last night, I don't, she may be here, but I don't, I don't know. I don't see her, so I can say it. But she, I went by and shook her hand last night. She said, I can't believe you're preaching tonight. She said, you shouldn't have told everybody you had that heart cath Thursday. She looked at me like I was crazy. I had somebody text me, they said, why aren't you home? I tell you what, I'm not, why I'm not home. Because I didn't want to be home. It's amazing. I get on that plane on Friday morning, less than 24 hours after heart cath. I had had one pain. I got up this morning, I wasn't sore. There's no bruising. It feels like I ain't never had nothing done. You know why? It's because I expected God to take care of me. I expected God to help me and if you start expecting God to get you out of this, he'll get you out of this. But when the devil can suffocate your faith and shut you down and get your mind on fear and unbelief, you'll never get out of this. Some of you will never get out of what you're in right now until you start expecting. God's going to take my cup and he's going to give me a miracle. But you got to be willing to keep coming and keep believing and keep singing and keep praying and keep worshiping and doing everything you can do he shouldn't have come back all the times he came back there's some people pastor they get discouraged in a few in a few days or a few minutes and a few hours of getting sick or being disappointed they finally say i'm quitting i ain't coming back if that's the way god is honey you ain't never gonna find anybody that you can trust like you can trust jesus there's nobody that's going to walk with you when you're up and when you're down. There's nobody that's got the wealth that he has. Donald Trump, it doesn't matter who they are in this world. Uh, honey, nobody can do you like Jesus. Uh, and that's that's why I want to get you up tonight. I want to get you up and say, come on, get into the temple. Get into his presence. Get back to leaping. Get back to praising. Get back to magnifying God. He's got a miracle for you. He's got a miracle for you. He's got a miracle for you. God God can do anything. Anything. I told, what's your name again? Jamie, I told Jamie the other night, I said, you're crazy. In front of everybody. I like crazy people. Yep. Sometimes. But she walked to me last night. She said, Brother Holland, I know I'm bipolar. And I know I got to take medicine for being bipolar. But she said, I don't want to take medicine for bipolar. I want God to heal me. Hallelujah. There's nothing God can't do. What a miracle it would be. If God, if Jesus, God, whatever you want to call him, they're still the same. Okay, there he is. If Jesus can give a man back his right mind and the devil's tormenting him, And he tore his clothes and he foamed at the mouth. You think Jesus can't take the mind of everybody in this building that's been tormented, that the enemy has tainted your mind with your past and told you you never be anything and told you you a failure. You think God cannot restore. You think that his blood is not powerful enough to give us back our minds. I want somebody to say in Jesus' name. Somebody say in Jesus' name. Lord, I thank you for the miraculous. I thank you for great expectations. I thank you for the power that's in your holy name that operates in this girl right now. I thank you that you reduce it. You shut it off. You destroy it by the power of the blood of Jesus Christ. i got to hurry. Somebody say, great expectations. Great expectations. Great expectations. Great expectations. When you start praising God, when you start magnifying God, when you start blessing a a alone, you? thank you, baby. And when you understand the power, what do you believe in God for? What? What do you trust in God for? What do you know that God can do? You have to believe that God can do anything. 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 Glad you're here. Glad to see you. Glad God this baby. Amen. Jesus, thanks for your help. Thanks for your help. God, in the next few days, there will be something turned around in this lady's life. Because she starts expecting right now. I know what it has been, and she sat there for a long time. She's been a beggar for a long time. She hasn't been able to get up and get out of some things for a long time. It's reduced her faith. It's reduced her level and quality of really living and believing down to almost nothing. But if she believes in this service, something is going to turn around. And when it does, she will acknowledge that it was the presence of the Lord I was in that service. It was my faith that was not afraid to trust. It was my faith that reached out and said, Lord, I believe, but help my unbelief. I thank you for that, Jesus, and how you work in this lady's life. And this will be the monumental moment in which things will begin to turn and you will send angels to camp around about and there will be things that would have never turned had she not started expecting it to be better. In the name of Jesus. Jesus, somebody clap your hands and give thanks to the Lord tonight. Jesus, to believe God can, to believe God can, just bear lightly, just bear lightly, Casey. Something twenty, fifteen minutes ago started moving. What are you expecting God to do? How many? More times are you willing to get up or somebody carry you and go sit at the same place and wait on a miracle. Last night God redeemed you from something. God cut a cord in your life last night. He cut it. That which was sucking life out of you. When you stood right here And who was standing next to you? Uh, You. When I said to both of you, God's cutting the cord, there is something that was containing both of you. There was something that was draining your life and your energy. It was causing separation. It was causing distinctiveness between here and there. Not talking about geographically, but talking about some things you wanted to cut loose from, but you couldn't. You felt some loyalty but you couldn't whatever that is. But right here last night, God said it's over. I watched you worship tonight. I'm sorry, I don't want to embarrass you. I watched you worship differently tonight than I've seen you worship since I've been coming to grace. There was a freer spirit sis, in your life. It's like, wow, some things have just lost, wow, some heaviness just, it just left me. It just left me. If we don't Start expecting. If all we do is get within the presence of godly men and women, Peter and John were godly, and all he was doing was sitting. Don't ever, ever, ever feel like getting to church is a waste. Don't feel like, well, I don't, ever, I don't get much out of it. That man sat there from his birth. But had he not been there that day, Don't say, "Well, brother, I keep coming to church, and God bless, blessed. I keep giving God. How do you know God's? Would you would you change your mindset just because you don't see? Doesn't mean it's not coming." Quit trying to play God. Don't do that to God. Don't try to make yourself where you can figure everything out. God, if you'll just let me know. God's not going to let you know some things until it's time and when it's time. And Peter and John walked by. He was in all of a sudden. He said, look on them expecting. I'm expecting some of you for some things to change. I'm expecting God to turn some things around. How many want God to turn some things around? Would you stand? If you want God to turn some things around, sitting every day, sitting every day, begging alms, alms. Some of you are getting so discouraged because you're wondering, when is my miracle coming? When is God going to bring me out of this? How many more services? How many more mornings getting up? How many more nights crying myself to sleep? How many more nightmares do I have to see? Alms, alms, alms begging, God would you please help us, would you please help my family, God would you please get us out of there, Lord would you please, I need one person right now that is in so entrenched, entrenched with something that has got you sitting, that you've almost quit coming, and you're just about to quit asking. I want one of you to come and sit in this chair right now. Somebody here. There's a bunch of you, but I may not get to all of it. Somebody who's just had a hard time believing that God. I ain't supposed to pick up more than five pounds. Give me four or five chairs up here. There you go. Just bring several. Just would you mind putting two or three chairs up there? Never done this before in my life. Just sitting, but there was something to the sitting. There was something that just keep coming. But something happened that day, ladies, gentlemen. Anybody else want to feel these five chairs? Anybody that's entrenched in something that you've just lost your expectancy for the miracle something has overwhelmed you and so overtaken you that you just don't even know if you're going to get out of this and you just keep coming and coming and begging and begging and begging and trying to do it and trying to be faithful to it and it's just not happening and your family's not straightening up and your finances aren't getting any better and you just, there's some of y'all need to fill these chairs up. Some of y'all need to fill these chairs up. All right, I got two chairs left. Two chairs left. Come here a minute. Yeah. God's going to give you some strength. Some strength, girl. Thank you. Thank you. Some strength in this service. The miracle and expectation. Okay. All right, I'm going to get... I'm going to get these three more filled and I'm going to go on and do something else. Anybody else? Okay. Nobody else want, everybody's expecting it. You just know God's going to do it. You believe in it. You don't need no more faith. You don't need no more courage. You don't need no more strength. You just know God's going to take care of it all. That's good. That's a large majority of you. Do I believe that? No. You're just scared to come up here. All right. Here we go. All right, I need somebody in this church if you're here tonight and you know that God will do the impossible for these people. You know that God will turn this thing around for them that sit here. I want you to come and stand behind them. Find your one and stand behind them. You know that God is going to let their cup be taken from them And God is going to do what they're asking to. Get behind them. Amen. That's it. And believe that God, and believe that God is going to restore something and renew something and create something. And they're never going to beg again. Amen. I got one or two here that don't have anybody. Thank you. Thank you. Amen. Now, would you all that want to come, would you come and stand around the front? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Matter of fact, we're going to put a couple more chairs. We're going to put a couple more chairs right here that anybody that wants to sit in before we start praying for them anybody that wants to get in one of these chairs the miracle and expectation the miracle and expectation god you're going to perform this you're going to perform this thank you amen maybe we need two or three more chairs up there god the miracles and expectation i believe you're going to do it amen all right somebody get behind these we got some over here that need people laying hands on them and we're gonna come on lay hands on them right now and start believing that god God is going to help them. call The miracles and expectation. God, don't let them lose their faith. Don't let them lose their courage. Don't let them lose right now. Let them grab hold of this in this service. Let them stand forth with their faith. Let them believe that God. Ah, I thank you for healing tonight. I thank you for salvation tonight. I thank you for deliverance in lives tonight. Yeah. God, that you will transform. That you will transform. We're not going to beg you. We're not going to beg you, Lord. We're not going to beg you. We're not going to beg you. Lord, we're not going to beg you. We're not begging you, Lord. We're not begging you no more. We expect you to do this. We're expecting you to bring this through. See this through, oh God, in this lady's life. God, give her a great expectation that you're going to show yourself mighty, holy powerful to this lady yes Lord God we expect it to happen we're expecting these things to take place we're expecting Lord we're expecting Lord Holy Ghost to fall on them Holy Ghost to fall on them Holy Ghost to fall on them in my name oh Lord Jesus expecting it shall happen expect great things great expectation Going from just a little bit to everything. Going from almost nothing to all things. Going, God, I thank you tonight. Uh, From going, God, from the insignificant to going from that which is a little. God, I pray that you create within him such a level of insatiableness. Ah, that God is about to walk into something and be delivered and set free, walk into your presence, be ignited by your power to be full. Ha ha. Hallelujah. 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 Ah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you if you're sitting down if you're sitting down i want you to stand up right now and start praising the lord come on like that lame man he got up uh, and his ankle bones received strength uh, and he walked and praised god start praising god go to his presence walk into his presence walk into his presence walk into his presence baby walk into his presence Yeah, 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 yeah. In his presence, stay in his presence. Ah, Walk, 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 walk. Walk into his presence. Walk into his presence. Walk into his presence. Dancing and magnifying God. The miracle is an expectation. The miracle is an expectation. Magnify the Lord. Magnify the Lord. Magnify the Lord. Everybody, everybody, would you magnify the Lord? Jesus, I'm thinking of this dear lady who's with us. Lord, whatever she stands representing, whatever she needs you to do tonight, don't let it slip by. Don't let this moment of expectancy be brought to nil, but by your spirit. Would you let it overwhelm her right now? Let her faith, let her faith reach out to you and say, change it, turn it around. God, make it as though it never was. Turn it around, make it though it never was. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord, yes, Lord, make this change right now. Make this change right now, make this change right now. Make this change right now in the name of Jesus. Yes, Lord, yes, 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 yes. Make the change, Lord. Make this change, make this change, make this change, oh God, yes, yes.